hey, so what's the best way to lose weight? Like, what diet should I be on? You know, I get this question a lot. Should I count calories, carbs, points, or macros? Well, let's go ahead and uh, zoom in and we'll compare all these programs, calorie counting, Weight Watchers, keto, macros, and I'll teach you more about how weight loss works, more specifically, how your metabolism works so that you can decide the best way to lose weight. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. All right. So if you want to change your weight and lose weight, you need to change what you eat. And you can't change what you don't understand. So I'm going to help you understand how diets work and more about how weight loss works, too. Okay. Well, let's start off with what I'd consider to be like the most common form of dieting. Um, My friends still do this. I see a lot of people talk about it all of the time, which is counting calories. So yeah, what are calories? I mean, calories are used in the world of physics, and they're a unit of measure of energy. So it describes energy in relation to food, and calories are also used to describe energy in relation to exercise or movement. And, you know, that science is pretty old, and it was discovered way back in the early 1800s. And then in the early 1900s, they started to apply that calorie science to weight loss. That's really interesting. I didn't realize it was that ancient of a practice. Like, there's, I'm pretty sure there is nothing, really, that we do the same as we did 120 years ago. I know, right? (laughs) Look at everything that's changed. I mean, we're not even driving the same cars. Technology has totally changed. I mean, the whole world of science has changed. So we know a lot more. And science knows now in the context of weight loss that calories are really just an oversimplified use of numbers. I mean, we still see them in play today, though. I mean, you see them all over the place. Right. You see it now uh, on all menus and It's the top bright, bold number at the very tippy top of the nutrition label. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they're still everywhere. And I think it's because, you know, it's been a longstanding, you know, known way to measure, you know, directionally how much you're eating, right? So it's something that's universal and understood to increase your awareness. And it's really wanting to help you understand your intake so that you can, you know, lower consumption, ideally. What scientists know today in 2021 is that weight loss isn't about physics. It's about physiology. And physiology is how our bodies work. And, you know, now that science is more informed, they know that it's more about a metabolic process at a cellular level. And it's really how your body reacts to the foods that we eat and drink. And it's really the metabolism. That's really what manages our body weight. So let's dive into the metabolism and understand a little bit more about how that works. By definition, the word metabolism means change. So at a cellular level, it takes the food and the drinks and it categorizes those as substances. And the metabolism changes or it converts substances in three different ways. So the first way it does this is it takes food and it converts or changes it into energy. It changes food into building blocks for things like proteins and, you know, supportive structure like your, you know, muscles and bones and all those things. And then the third thing that it does, metabolism changes food and drink substances into waste. Okay, well, what about food being stored as fat, though? Well, that's the first one stored energy. So fat is essentially excess energy that's stored in the fat cells. Now, here's the key. This is where calorie counting is obsolete because calories 
can't measure if your body is properly fed and nourished. And that's because calories don't measure the nutritional value of food. And it's really at that cellular level, it's the reaction that your body has to the foods and the substances that determines how your body uses it. Okay, so like what you're saying is that the body functions on the nutritional content of the food, not the caloric value. So like excess foods and energy will be stored as fat. Exactly. Okay. So, and intuitively, you know, this makes sense, right? And we all think we kind of know this because we see it happen with the regular foods we're eating. So if you take a vegetable, like let's say broccoli, for example, and you compare that to another food like ice cream, 230 calories of broccoli isn't equivalent to 230 calories of ice cream. Right. I mean, broccoli is obviously a lot healthier than ice cream. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? Your body actually knows the difference between these two foods. And that's because your body reacts to those three different things in the food. And more specifically, your metabolism and your body weight all react to three specific things in food. First, it's the value of the food. Second, the nutritional content. And the third thing your body reacts to is the glucose and insulin response. Okay, so uh, break that down for me a little more. Okay, so the first, the value of the food, broccoli, seven cups of broccoli is 230 calories. So it takes seven cups to get you 230 calories of broccoli. Ice cream, for 230 calories of ice cream, that's one third cup. So that first component, the value of the food, you can generally know that the rule of thumb is that the higher the value of the food, the more nutrient dense it is and the more nutritious. And ironically, it's also going to be lower in calories. So that's that whole value component, which means you can essentially eat more volume of those types of great foods without getting an overdose of energy. That's the first component. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. The second, <laughs> the second point is the nutritional content. And this is where I think the magic happens. Your body is naturally programmed to respond to the nutritional value of the food. And here's how that works. The ice cream, If you had a third of a cup, is that going to satisfy you? Like, is that enough ice cream? No. (laughs) I'm not even getting a single scoop of ice cream at the ice cream parlor. I know, right? I I mean, that's like the baby, teeny, uh, child's cup version size, right? Yeah. I'm not messing around. I'm not eating ice cream so that I can have two bites of ice cream. I'm the same way. I can eat like three to four times that amount. All right. So that's the point. Broccoli. Can you eat seven cups of broccoli? No, I'm like choking down a cup of broccoli. Uh, okay. I can't. I don't. I don't think it's physically possible for anybody to eat seven cups of broccoli. Maybe if you're Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but not me. I think you're right. Why is that? Why is it so hard to eat seven cups of broccoli? Oh, it just it fills you up way fast really, really fast. Exactly. And that's because the nutrients in the food are what naturally drive your satisfaction and your fullness. And what do you think does it? What ingredient or nutrient in the food is driving that? Fiber. Fiber. Exactly. So fiber is found in most all natural fruits, veggies, legumes, and whole grains and beans, right? And fiber is the signal that works in your body to naturally get your body and your stomach to connect to get you to stop eating. And fiber is that nutrient that triggers the fullness and it helps to prevent overeating. And so that's why I love fiber. (laughs) It's really a natural mechanism of the nutrition 
and the value of the food that really helps to naturally regulate the metabolism and the body weight. Calories don't, all right? Calories don't determine that satisfaction or satiation and that fullness. All right, so why don't we move on to talk about uh, Weight Watchers? Okay, well, now they're calling themselves the WW. They've rebranded <laughs> to Wellness That Works. Have you heard that? Uh, yeah, I've act- I, I, everybody I've known who do Weight Watchers still call it Weight Watchers. Um, I know I've known a few people who have done the program and they always talk about points and that they're zero point foods and that they can only hit a certain number of points in a day, which just sounds a lot like calorie counting. Right. Their point system, that was originally based and was heavily determined by calories. And now they offer three different plans, which are more clearly focused on the nutritional content of the food and the value of the foods too, just like we discussed. But here's the latest key change. And we're going to zoom in on this (laughs) because each plan, no matter which plan you're on, on the WW Weight Watchers plan, they have a zero point food option. Every plan offers zero point foods. Which, like, that's the thing that never made sense to me because there's really no such thing as, like, zero-value foods. There's nothing. Unless you're drinking water, everything has nutrients. So what does zero points mean? All-you-can-eat buffet on those foods? Yeah, essentially. I mean, yeah, that you're right. Um, basically, what they did was they used two key criteria, right? Um, because most of us do think zero points, zero consequence, zero calories, and we equate all those things from our old school thinking. But what they did was they used two criteria to make the foods, you know, to decide which ones could make the zero point list. And the first criteria was that the food had to be a low risk food for someone to overeat. And the second criteria is the food needed to be foundational for a healthy eating pattern. Okay, well, like, what does that mean exactly? Like healthy food, nutritional food? Yeah, I mean, right, basically foods found in nature, all right, that are going to provide the basis for nutrition. And most people, they're determining aren't eating enough natural fruits, veggies, you know, the beans and the whole grains, right? So yeah, it seems pretty obvious so far. Okay. Well, and remember the natural foods need to be foods that are low risk for an overeat too. So what do you think, you know, the magic ingredient is that makes them low risk to overeat? Fiber. Yes, fiber. You guessed it again. And it's the nutrient content in those natural foods that helps prevent people from overeating them. So let's really quick pause and recap. All right. So what we know so far is your body is about physiology, not physics. Right. Okay. And your body weight is sensitive and driven by three things. The value of the food, this nutritional content, and the glucose and insulin response that results from the foods that you eat. And before we go ahead and um, evaluate the WW program, the Weight Watchers program, we need to talk about that third element, um, the glucose and insulin response. So here's how that works, all right? Your body's system, okay, it has 12 of them, like the cardiovascular system, respiratory system, nervous system, all those systems. And in the context of weight loss and body weight, the system we're talking about is the digestive system. And every system in your body works to maintain stability and balance, And your body works to maintain things, you know, specifically like a stable blood pressure, blood temperature, and a blood sugar level or energy level. And that's what's relevant in weight loss is the blood sugar level 
or energy level. And the blood sugar level is determined by the amount of glucose in the blood. Um, okay. Well, could you explain what glucose is? And by the way, if anyone listening to this wants more of an explanation as to what Emerson is touching on today, we have a free mini course available on our website, oviawellness.com, that goes into greater detail about how weight loss really works. Um, and you can find that again on our website, oviawellness.com. It's a free mini course. So Emerson, could you go back to uh, glucose? It's it's a sugar, right? Yeah, basically energy in the form of simple sugar. Which gets absorbed into the bloodstream. Yep, that's right. So from the carbohydrates that we eat or the carbs, the sugar or the starchy carbs, those leave the digestive system and they travel into the bloodstream in the form of glucose. The problem is too many carbs can create an excessive amount of energy or a surge, which can sometimes be as big as a tsunami of blood sugar. And when there's too much glucose or energy in the blood, the body responds by deploying insulin to help lower that blood sugar. And the problem is, while all this is going on, the body will not release any stored fat. Well, why not? Well, because the body is actually then in fat storage mode. So all that excess glucose is excess energy. And we know what the body does with too much energy, right? It stores it as fat. Yes, that's right. And this is why the balance is so important. Yeah, exactly. Because your body wants to maintain its weight, but it can't if it doesn't get the right balance of energy and nutrients. Okay, so this is a great place for us to go ahead and introduce the next program. Macros. I've heard of this, but it's definitely the least common diet that I've seen. Right. And the goal with macros is to point you in the direction of eating the right nutrients. And it's putting nutrition first because what they're trying to do is balance the valuable nutrients in each meal, specifically protein, carbs, and healthy fat. And they're figuring at that point, you're also properly balancing your blood sugar levels. Okay, so what exactly is a macro, though? I know it's shortened for macronutrient, but what exactly are macronutrients? Yeah, exactly. So you're right. Um, Macronutrients, there are two different types of nutrients. There's a macro and a micro. And the macro is a large amount, and the micro is a small amount. So the three main large nutrients category would be protein, carbs, and healthy fat. The problem is, is that macros puts fiber into an entire carb category, and it basically gets lost, meaning that macros doesn't prioritize fiber. And the truth is, there are more than just those three macronutrients. The USDA, which is the U.S. Department of Agriculture, they say that there are five macros and that your body really needs okay and those are carbs fiber protein fat and water water as a nutrient i mean of course it's important but i've never thought of it as a nutrient yeah it is it's not cool so water of course i mean you hear that in the context of weight loss and managing your body weight all the time so water is absolutely a key um you know macro nutrient right but the macros diet and macros program really falls short in that overgeneralizing, right when they just say that there are only three big macro categories and then they also prioritize protein over fiber and they're not necessarily putting fiber first okay and um, you hear me say fiber a lot but I really want to let you know why fiber really should be a priority over protein and you know what um, AJ we tend to see 
protein prioritized a lot in America specifically because we just value it on our plate, right? It's just what we have done traditionally and culturally is putting protein first. But most fiber-filled foods actually do contain some protein. So beans contain protein, legumes do, and a lot of the veggies do too. And so when you put fiber first as an essential foundation to your meal, then it's not only providing you with the protein, but it's also providing protection from those blood sugar spikes that are caused by the starch and the sugary carbs. And it also, like we said, helps fill you up a lot faster and it satisfies you. And the last thing that I think I would really point out that it does is it helps to curb your appetite. And that's because it works with the digestive system and it converts, it stays inside the digestive system, it never leaves the digestive system. So it's not going into the bloodstream at all. So it's the one carb that stays behind. And it's sort of like a probiotic where it works with the good gut bacteria and it breaks down the long chain fatty acids into short chain fatty acids. And what that really does is it communicates between your gut and your brain and it makes food less appealing. And that's how it curbs your appetite, lowers cravings, and it also helps lower insulin production too. All right. And that's why for weight loss and the healthy weight, I'm always saying fiber first. Then protein and healthy fats. Yep. Okay. So then let's pivot and talk about keto. This is one that has to be the most popular diet that I see today. I know so many people who are, are or have done keto, and there are so many keto blogs and recipe accounts online. From what I understand, it's it's low carb and a high fat diet, right? Yeah, basically you nailed it. That's right. So it's our most modern diet and it's that way because it's responding to our modern food environment. So evolutionarily speaking, 100 years ago, humans didn't need a keto or a low carb diet. Yeah, like why is that? Because you're totally right. Our ancestors ate bread and pasta and all that all of the time. So how come it's all of a sudden evil? Exactly, right? Well, because the carbs that humans were eating 100 plus years ago, those were all in natural foods. They were natural carbohydrates. So they were whole fruits and veggies and beans and legumes and even whole milk. Well, like so you're talking like paleo, right? Like more natural whole foods that aren't processed. Right. Like the paleo and the Mediterranean diet. I mean, those two are more, you know, uh, not down to eliminate carbs entirely, but both push you away from the processed foods, which is really important uh, because the processed foods are what really is the biggest problem with weight gain because those are unnatural carbohydrates. So our modern version of carbs are processed packaged and baked and manufactured foods. And the problem with that is it strips out, you know, the natural structure of the fruit and the vegetable, which is where that natural fiber is housed. So when fiber is intact, it's soluble and insoluble fiber. There are two different types, right? And the structure of the fiber matters. And anytime you break down the structure of the fiber and you blend it or you pulverize it and you turn it into a flour or a powder or a dust, now there's no naturally intact fiber anymore, which means that there's no natural net, there's no natural gel that it, you know, does in your tummy and your digestive system. So there's no natural protection, which means that anytime you eat a carb without natural fiber, you're going to quickly spike your blood sugar. All right. So the main goal of keto is to just limit carbs. 
Yes, absolutely. Lower blood sugar, liberate and free up all those fat stores, use that stored fat as energy and fuel. Okay, sure. That tracks with everything else we've talked about today. Yeah, but unfortunately, (laughs) keto doesn't promote the non-processed food specifically, which means that if you're going to go ahead and eliminate carbs on keto or lower carbs, you're likely also eliminating natural fiber that you're going to find in those natural fruits and veggies. And you know what? There's another problem with keto. It's like a side effect, right? You're going to have lower energy, and that's because you're lowering incoming energy, which means you're likely going to have a higher appetite and probably some cravings too. And that happens anytime you're going to eliminate or strictly lower carbs because you're creating this deficit in the nutrients and nutrition that we've been talking about. So what's missing and out of balance is that incoming source of natural energy. Remember, carbs are energy, and fiber is that most important, valuable carbohydrate and energy source. You keep talking about fiber. I feel like we really need to do an entire episode on fiber. Yeah, you're totally right. We do. (laughs) And that's because it does a lot, right? So I've talked about some of these things. I mean, I think some of the, uh, you know, miraculous things it does is that it satisfies and it reduces that primal drive, right? Gets you full faster, but it reduces a primal drive for appetite and cravings. And we already talked about how it improves that communication between the gut and the brain. And it also balances the entire hormonal infrastructure that supports the entire um, metabolism. And I would say like the last two things that it does for you that, you know, really important to touch on is that it delays the release of the hunger hormone ghrelin. And then it also keeps you feeling full a lot longer. So that means you're going to be eating less. And then you're also going to be eating less often too. Okay, so if you haven't spotted it in there, it seems to be a theme, uh, fiber first, then protein and healthy fat. And the goal is balanced nutrition and nutrients. So not calorie counting, not point counting, not carb counting, not ketos or macros. Um, So let's summarize. You're absolutely right, AJ. So let's go ahead and wrap up with how do these diets measure up against the three categories we talked about that your body is sensitive to, those three primary things. Number one, the value of food. Number two, the nutritional content. And number three, the glucose and insulin response. All right. So let's do, you want to do our final analysis on each of these programs? Sure. Do uh, keto and low carb. Okay, so the keto and low carb primarily pulls on the third lever, which is the glucose and insulin response. And it does a great job at lowering the blood sugar and using the fat stores for energy. But you're probably going to feel sluggish and low on energy because you've got the lower amount of carbs and you've also eliminated the natural fiber. So that means you're going to be fighting off waves of sugar and starch cravings. You're probably going to feel hungry or munchy, right? And you're probably going to be tempted to overeat. Okay. Well, what about macros? Well, macros does a great job with recognizing the nutrients. Okay. So the first two, um, it helps you carefully count how much of those macronutrients you're eating. And it also does a great job on the third one, which is lowering the glucose and the insulin response. So you're going to lose some weight, but you also will probably struggle a little bit with the appetite and cravings and hunger, and you may overeat if you don't get enough of that natural fiber deliberately. All right, so then what's the final verdict on uh, the WW? The Weight Watchers. Okay, so the Weight Watchers program directionally works to balance all of those three categories, but it does fall short because, you know, that component on how much you eat, even in a zero-point category food, as they've defined it, it can impact your body weight. And that's because too much of any nutrient can result in 
excess energy and even too much protein, which I find shocking but true, even too much protein can be converted into glucose and cause fat storage. So we don't want to eat too much of any food. Too much of any nutrient can cause excess energy and fat storage. All right. And we already all know that calories are obsolete and they fail in all three categories. Yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> so what's great uh, in pulling it all together is that all of these diets are directionally correct. So you want to avoid the calorie counting and stay focused on what you eat. And to some degree, you know, you notice how much you eat too. I mean, that matters too. But all of these diets that we talked about, they don't really complete the big picture, all right? So if you really want to lose weight and solve your problem with weight, there's a lot more to the equation, <laughs> All right. I'm going to say it again because it's truly a wealth of information. Uh, you got to go to our website, oviawellness.com, and grab the free content on our website. Uh, it's it's really finishes out this whole episode and gets the rest of the information you need to get you started. Right. And that's because there are a total of seven mechanisms that impact the metabolism. And today we only covered two. We covered how much you eat and what you eat. So we still need to consider... When you eat, exercise is a consideration. We barely touched on hydration, but that's important. Sleep matters a lot. And then the final component would be stress and emotions. And that's the psychology or that behavioral component of how our brain works. All of those things matter. And that's why my program teaches you all seven components. And that's why I made more than 65 different videos for my members, because I want to give you everything that you need to know so that you can navigate any food environment. That way you're not stuck following a diet for the rest of your life or anybody else's food plan. That's right. I mean, who wants to be on a diet forever? And that's why I help you build your own nutritional eating pattern. It's something that you can stick with. You know, listen, you don't need me or any scientist to tell you what works best. I mean, it's obviously going to be something that you're willing to continue even after you lose the weight. But, you know, all that being said, there's a big difference between being on the wrong plan versus the right plan and no plan. All right. I absolutely think, you know, we all need to have a nutritional eating plan and we need to pay attention to what we're eating. Not a diet. Right. Not a diet. You don't need to be on a diet. My goal is to help you so that you can really easily spot the right plan versus the wrong plan. And then I also help you build your own plan. And that's what I help people do. I teach you everything that you need to know with education, coaching, and support. Because when it comes down to it, like you always say, you can't change what you don't understand. Exactly. And I help you change what you know so that you can change what you do and change your body too. All right, AJ, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and sometimes we tweet at Ovia Wellness. You can also check out our website, oviawellness.com. If you wanted to shoot us an email, if you had any questions, feel free to reach out to admin at oviawellness.com. Be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you would leave us a review, it really helps other people to find us too. Thank you guys so much for listening. 